Jamie Dye, Drew Romendo with you here on a Monday after Super Bowl 58 as the Kansas City Chiefs have won again. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And they let it breathe, right? They just let it breathe, play out. You know, the call, they come in and say... It's the third time in five years, the dynasty of the Kansas City Chiefs. And they no. they talk about the moment and how great it was. Mahomes, brilliant. Uh... And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hardman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career, he's been waiting for. He's won Super Bowls, but he's never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard. Your Michael Jordan wins it again. Drew? Uh, what, what, yeah. what was that? Sorry. I, I just want to see how long that was. That was a 30-second uh, diatribe without even having the replay on to really show the audience what the hell you're talking about. I know, I know, I know this. Super Bowl 58, a lot of talk about. The halftime show, the moment, Mahomes. But Drew, as the expert, <laughs> what did you think of Romo last night on the CBS broadcast? I thought for most of it. Now, I was a Romo fan. Let me go back. I was a Romo fan. I liked him when he first started. thought he brought a lot of energy, brought a nice little vibe to it, and he was fun to, to listen to. And then he got lazy. And then he started predicting what teams, like what he did to predict the predictions. This is what they should be doing. This is what I'd be doing. This is what they, and then he got too vocal. The number one thing, the number one thing you can tell that a broadcaster isn't prepared is by how much he speaks during a broadcast. If he's speaking a lot and it's a word salad, it's empty calories, he's not analyzing, he's not prepared. That moment, and yesterday, there, they, there were so many times when you just would just, Tony, stop, stop. But the easiest thing, Folks, in broadcasting is to do one thing. Shut up. Especially when you're a color commentator. On television. On television. The biggest moment of the game, of the Super Bowl, of the season, happens. All you got to do is just shut up and let the payoff happen, which is the fans, which is the players, which is the pictures, which is the noise. That's it. Don't say a word. Even when the replay comes up, you can just say, here it is, the moment. That's it. Even if, but if, if your producer's smart, if your director's smart, they don't put that replay up forever. Ever. What they do is they just let the pictures Tell the story. It, it, you let the game breathe and tell the story of itself. It is the shot of Andy Reid. It is the shot of Mahomes. He's, it is the shot of Kelsey. Yes, Taylor Swift, too. Whatever. Uh, Donna yeah. Kelsey. The fans. Oh, just yeah. the, everybody. It's 
It is Broadcasting 101. And if you had a director that had any guts whatsoever, you looked at the engineer and said, turn him off. Turn him off now. Turn him off. Even man should have shut the hell up. It's, it's basic broadcasting. That so amateur hour, what they did. And honestly, I, I, my poor wife, <laughs> I, I'm one of those guys that yells at the TV. But and, and when he says things, you go, what are you talking about? I'll question everybody on the air. I can question. Like, and, and by the way, nobody questions themselves broadcast wise like I do. I go back and I watch myself and I go, oh, geez, shut up. There's times when I know I've screwed it up. But that was an absolute disgrace. That broadcast. He was you, doing it. The, he was doing it all game. To send the game. I know. No way yeah. it ends like this, does it? <laughs> it's like, look at this. To send the game. No way it ends like this, does it? To yeah. overtime. <laughs> how about how many times? How many times he talked about? Well, you got to play it like this is this is this the first quarter. How many times did he say that during that drive? No, if if they score here, they're gonna they're gonna win. If they get a touchdown. But the other aspect was Nance too. How wrong was he on so many things? It was ridiculous. Did you watch the panel at all? Did you get the CBS panel? So they got uh, Sims, Boomer. J.J. Watt, uh, Brown, I can't remember who else was on that. So there's six guys, okay? They don't they don't um, say – they, they didn't have much time because Usher was coming up. So, okay, what are we going to talk about? It was, hey, let's just open it up and everybody yell at us. Why are you yelling at me? I can hear you right now. Why are you yelling at me? It was It was a horribly broadcast game, but that moment – by Jim Rome, absolutely. Tony Romo. It's bro- or Tony Romo, I mean. Yeah, Jim Rome's got the new thing on X. <laughs> By Tony Romo was absolutely egregiously poor decision-making by everybody involved, especially Tony. Shut the up. Well, here's – and Tony used to be – like when he came on, it was like, wow, he's predicting oh, plays, and it's awesome. Yeah. This is, and now before going into the game – there was a story out that the CBS producers have told Tony to calm down. Calm down. Don't yeah. jump on the play-by-play guy. And last night, what we I was seeing it all over. Where's the mute? Can we just have a mute button on Tony Romo? Like, just we'll we'll listen to the play-by. Can we, we mute Romo off this thing? Like, like that's a sign where you're going Crazy. a little way too overboard. And cutting them off like on key plays, and he's <gasps> you can hear him like <gasps> in the yeah. background. Can't Ooh. wait to get in. So, two things my very first broadcast, NHL broadcast conference I went to, John Davidson, who was still broadcasting at the time, the great John Davidson, who was the gold standard when it came to broadcasting. He showed a clip basically like this, but it was overtime. Okay, and I can't even remember the game. And who was who was broadcasting? And the broadcaster might have been him. Lays out, okay. Team scores in overtime. Nothing. Neither from the play-by-play guy or the color guy. And John lets it play out, and then he goes, "That's for the viewers at home. That's their payoff. That brings them into the game. They're watching the crowd go crazy and celebrate that moment." He said, that's exactly what you do. And I've told everybody the story about Bob Cole telling me, don't be afraid to shut the hell up. Best lesson I ever got in broadcasting. 
is that and Bob, I mean, Gord Cutler said this to me too, who was a producer at Sportsnet. I'd rather have them say, did you hear what Remenda said last night at that moment versus I don't know. He was just talking the whole time. Yeah, he was. The, yeah, he, he. I don't know. He, he he says a lot of things. It's it's that one moment. Know when to speak up and know when to shut the hell up. As a broadcaster, as broadcasting one on one, he blew it. Absolutely blew it. Yeah, it was a uh, turned into an auctioneer uh, at the uh, end of the game. Exactly. Yeah, and a Super Bowl moment for the Kansas City Chiefs last night. But it is a third title in five years. It is another MVP for Patrick Mahomes. It is a dynasty. There is no debate about that, and they are not done yet. Patrick Patrick made sure of speaking about that on the interview after that, uh, right after um, that. This is a young team, still not done, still got more to prove, still going. Um, it was a, it was a. He, Tony Romo was right about the one thing. He's not had that Super Bowl winning drive moment like Joe Montana against the Cincinnati Bengals. He got it. He got it right there. And it was it was perfectly done. And, you know, what he did, in the, especially in the fourth quarter, that he started using his legs as opposed to the first half, he started using his legs to, to push the play, to push the pace. It was marvelous. He was, he was extremely, extremely... I loved how the, how they adjusted, but how he took over the game. And it was just that. 399 total offense, 333 in the air, 66 on the ground for Patrick Mahomes in an MVP time. performance. And that fourth and one call, the way they had that, well, almost every call and every situation, the Chiefs were prepared for it. They knew what they were doing. They knew there was setups all game long on the hurt for the and McCole Hardman touchdown, it was just brilliance by Andy Reid, but also the defensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, here, well. But here's the other thing. Okay, again, again, go back to, to Tony. Get off the guy's jock for one or two's place, okay? <laughs> Settle down. Oh. How often did they go to Spagnola? How often? I wasn't counting. Oh, it had to be. Was it over or under fight. Taylor Swift appearances? Way, way over. Way, <laughs> way over. Oh, just stop. There's there's praise and then there's embarrassment. And Jamie and I, Drew Romendo with you here on the Green Zone. What'd you think of Super Bowl 58 as the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers in overtime? And we'll also debate if Kyle Shanahan made the right choice to take the ball first in OT. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. I'm Jamie Nye. He's Drew Romenda. This is the Green Zone the night after Super Bowl 58. Something I haven't even discussed yet. I can't believe it. My bad on this one. Wayne in Saskatoon. Uh, you want to uh, discuss something that happened early in that football game. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, he's pretty fired up. He's pretty rambunctious uh, as he runs. The head coach almost rolled him over. Looking like he was bowling and he'd take out the kingpin. That is, but then again, that's intensity, and Andre knows it. But there's another thing I want to say. 
Now, I hated the, the Patriots because of Brady and all their winnings. How come I don't hate the Pats for a three out of five? Can you guess? Why do you why you don't have the Chiefs out of th- for winning three out of five? No, one simple thing: Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Did you see him sit on the bench when all the four nines were marching down to get the field goal? He sat there looking like a little kid waiting for school to end. <laughs> I mean, he didn't look like he could have been all at married at home watching TV. That's because he knew he was getting the ball back. He knew it. He was like, they're going to go down the field. If they score a touchdown, I'll go score a touchdown. They get a field goal, I'll score a touchdown, win the game. But, the okay, the Kelsey Reed bump. Yeah. My goodness, Drew Romenda. Is Taylor Swift okay? That was, is, is she going to be okay? How does Travis treat Taylor behind the scenes if that's how he treats an elderly man on the sidelines of the Super Bowl? Number one, the memes out today are fantastic uh, uh, regarding that incident. Number two, Andy Reid handled it like a champ. That's how you coach right there. That was spectacular in his composure. Number three, I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. Not my saying, but I'll take credit for it. I'd rather have to pull a guy back from the edge and push him to it. I've got no problem with that. They asked Kelsey today about it or, or yesterday, last night about it. And he said, I was just telling him how much I loved him. That's what he said. If, Those two men have I, worked together for a long time. If anybody very, thinks that's the not the first, that was the first time Travis Kelsey well, has ever it, blown up at Andy Reid. <laughs> no, but that's but that was when you look at sideline play, two things amazingly happened. One Travis Kelsey blows up like that and almost bowls over Andy Reid, like like Wayne said. The second one was Greenlaw <gasps> and the silent killer. Achilles. Just running onto the field. And that was that's a huge loss. One of the best defensive players right yeah. there. Oh, but heartbreaking for Greenlaw if, if in you that football be, game. If you want to be a coach, look at Andy Reid and how he handled that. He was so composed. He understood what Kelsey was saying. Probably didn't like get bumped into like that, but handled it like the championship coach he is. And as far as Kelsey goes, again, it's an intense guy. You saw him after the game. He was still wound up. <laughs> and he should what stop singing. How? Jamie Dye, Drew Remenda, this is the Green Zone. Thanks for spending some of your afternoon with us. Hope you had a great weekend, busy weekend in sports. A lot to discuss. Nick Taylor at the Drunken Debauchery uh, Waste Management Open. The Canadian golfer won on a playoff during, I think it was the first quarter or second quarter of the Super Bowl when that finally finished off. Lowest ratings ever for the Waste Management Open playoff, I imagine. Did you see the crybaby golfers getting mad at the the fans? Oh, Zach Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> don't make and fun of my captaincy of the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Will you guys go away? Stop making my else. sport fun. Go away. Yeah. There's somebody else, too. He, got, he was yelling, trying to hit a golf shot here. It's our jobs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Watch the Super Bowl, dude. They got a lot of noise going on there. Those guys seem to do fine. <laughs> golfers. They actually closed. They stopped selling booze at the oh, Waste yeah. Management Open on Saturday. They stormed the gates. There were lineups. People couldn't get in. They were hearing it was sold out, even though they had tickets. They stormed in. They tried to close off the gates. They stopped selling booze. And uh, 
We'll see what the seven. rules are next year at the Waste Management Open in Phoenix. And, be, and a Canadian one, which is cool. A lot of Canadians go to that. Of course, uh, yeah. the snowbirds that are in Arizona, they started singing Oh Canada for Nick Taylor with all the Canadians in the crowd who were sober enough to remember the lyrics, uh, of course, of that. Uh, some hockey news. We're awaiting Morgan Riley's suspension, in-person hearing, because, my goodness, the Ottawa Senators uh, scored an empty net goal with a slap shot, which apparently is against the code. Uh, apparently against the code. Don't do that. Nope. Just gently put the... Don't pull a Patrick Steffen and wait too long and have the puck jump on you. Just nice little wrister into the net is all you need to do. No slap shots. Uh, and then apologize to the apologize yeah. to the Leafs as you're skating by their bench. Sorry, Sorry guys. Just it's empty net. And, yeah. And score. Apologize. See you next time, though. Cool, cool. Uh, but Morgan Riley's going to get like a five-game suspension or something. Or more? You think more, Drew? I hope so. But listen. You, you can't... hope so? Yeah, because are, are we going to be consistent here? Would it... No, forget that. No, we're not. It's the NHL Department of Player Safety. and So here is here's the situation. You've got a kid who... Blasted in the net by which, by the way, I thought was hilariously funny. And you know what it was? It was an fu to the Toronto Maple Leaf fans who had taken over Canadian Tire Center in Ottawa. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. He said it. And then Morgan Riley, veteran in the league, if you want to do something, if that offends you, if that hurts your feelings so much, and you're a triggered. So then go over and get in front of them, drop the gloves, and fight them. If that's, you know, again, you think it's so disrespectful and be embarrassed or win the game. That would be the other thing. Um, instead, you cross-check them in the face. And oh, leave no, apologists everywhere. Oh. Everywhere. The le- I can't believe how many... Leaf fans and friendly media members there are who uh, ran to defend Morgan Riley. And then you have Sheldon Keefe. Do you know what I want the NHL to do, actually? I want them to suspend Sheldon Keefe, too. Yeah. What What did you think? Of, I found it acceptable. Okay, you think two-hand and cross-check to the skull is acceptable? You can sit for a couple of games, too, for saying that is what the NHL... Then you have Ryan Reeves today. Make... The NHL, what was it? Violent again. Yeah, Ryan, that's the only way you'll see the ice if is it violent again. So I think that's a little self-fulfilling to say, oh, uh, yeah, we need uh, more of me in the National Hockey League. No, we're, we're fine with less of Ryan Reeves. Uh, thank you very much. It's, it's painful. The mental anguish and mental gymnastics people are trying to pull off to absolve this bad act by citing what they think is the equivalent of the bad act, which is slapping a puck into an empty net. It is honestly 100% the, the comparison of, well, what was she wearing? That's basically what they're doing. He deserved it. No, he didn't. And here's the other part. Here's the other part that, that strikes me as hilariously funny that Sheldon Keefe, you genius. And the last five seconds after that goal is scored, he throws out Ryan Reeves, hoping Ryan Reeves will start something because he tried. If 
Ryan Reese starts something, and if the ref had the, the guts to call it, if something happened where, where their fight occurred, that is an automatic game suspension for Ryan Reese and a $25,000 fine for Sheldon Keefe. But he throws him out there anyway. Sheldon, Ryan Reese played one shift in the third period. And then he came out for that five seconds left. If I'm Ryan Reeve, I'm looking over and go, really? I'm gonna, you want me to send me out for this now? I'm reevaluating re my career. What do you but, mean? That's the only time he gets to see the ice. Exactly. So, <laughs> Please you get a name in the today, paper because he's irrelevant on that Toronto Maple Leafs roster. As much as Leaf Nation wants to go, oh, thank good, he's a good rot locker room guy. I don't care if he's a locker room guy. What does he do on the ice? Five minutes? Almost that's maximum, right. you're wasting that's a roster spot on Ryan Reeves. If that's the that's best guy you can have on your starting, what, 12 forward group? Hmm. Get another guy. That is a common joke in hockey, by the way. Okay? You start talking about a player, and somebody, and it's privately done, media, players, everything. Oh, yeah, but he's good in the room. <laughs> yeah, he's good in the room. That's a common joke in the NHL. But here's the other thing. I talked to several hockey individuals today. Some of them are finished playing. Uh, some of them are still playing. Uh, some coaches. And we all agree it was the silliest thing in the world to get upset at. No one guy said, well, it's disrespectful. Not one guy said, it's, well, you can't embarrass the team. Not one guy said, yeah, what he did was absolutely appropriate. Now, I get, listen, I get Sheldon Keefe and, and Ryan Reeves and Austin Matthews all supporting their guy. You want to support the guy. You don't want to ban him. I, I agree. I, fine. You guys say whatever you want to say. I don't care. I'm not listening to you anyway. But the, as you said, the Leaf apologist, I watched Sam Cosentino, who I really like as a broadcaster, saying you can't embarrass a team like that. Jamie, the Sharks got beat 10-1 and 10-2 in consecutive games. Why did those guys, why did, why did the Canucks and the Penguins need to score 10? Why couldn't they just score like, well, why didn't the Canucks score yeah, two Stop or at three? six or seven, you know? Stop, yeah, stop yeah. at six or seven. Why did they have to embarrass the Sharks? Why did that happen to happen? The, the, Boston, the, the, the Boston Bruins won games last year more than anybody. Why did they have to win that many games? Why are they embarrassing their opposition? If your feelings get hurt on an empty netter slapper, you need to really reevaluate your mind. You really do. So, anyway, so Lee fans, I don't care what you're saying. It was the dumb, dumb move by Morgan Riley. And he's might cost his do... team for five to ten games. Yeah. So, so losing their best blue liner. If and if you think that sends a message to the other teams of oh, you better not do anything to the Leafs. No, it sends the exact opposite. The message is, oh, let's do something like that because they're going to lose one of their guys because he's going to do something idiotic. So it's the exact opposite message. That was the other thing I, I And I, I think Ottawa, they don't even play again this they season. Play so it's that not like you're sending series. a message. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just, exactly. It's, 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 so it was, I, again, when I watched it, I was broadcasting the CUDA game that, that night. I came home, and my brother Doug texted me, and I thought it was hilarious. Slapper right up in the slot. Oh, yeah. It was a cheer competition. I was like, where was I on Saturday night? It was a cheer competition. <laughs> yeah. Then I was like, got home and it's like all over the Morgan Riley 
I was like, what did more? What do you think of Morgan? What, what did I miss? And then I watched it. I, was, I saw the slap shot and I chuckle and then right. cross checked to the head. I'm like, whoa, dude, what? That's going to be five or more. And uh, yeah, in person yeah. hearing. Yeah, uh, but it is the fan free for all. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Chad. Okay, I, I need. I still. I'm still confused, Chad. Why the Niners were the favorites all the all week when everybody else predicted the Chiefs were going to win, but well, with strong defense and Patrick Mahomes better than Brock Purdy, and that is exactly what happened. Um, I was confused too, but. Uh... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for everybody that bet on the Niners and kept the money line good for the Chiefs. <laughs> and, uh, it is exactly, like, I don't know. It, I thought they were, I actually thought the Chiefs were going to win by a little bit more, but I didn't think it was going to be a blowout. But the game kind of played out how I thought. I knew the Niners' defense would cause some issues early, but uh, Patrick just figures it out. He's just, he's just Patrick. So what I want to touch on is maybe... The Niners played almost almost a perfect game and lost. Josh Allen's best game in his career was that 13-second uh, field goal, lost. Jalen Hurts' best game probably that he'll ever have in his career was a uh, loss to Patrick Mahomes. So um, when you're not Patrick Mahomes, your best game is almost as good as his, but still usually a, a loss unless your name's Tom Brady or Joe Burrow. It's the only quarterback that's beat him. The only quarterback that's beat him in a, in a Super Bowl was Tom Brady. That's and, it. Yeah, and well, Burroughs beat him in one game. But, uh, yeah. yeah, they played well. But but the big plays, the key plays, and you notice five, six, that Purdy was three, three of 12 on third downs. That's 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 bad, 25% on third downs and a 77 passer rating against the Blitz. And it's just, hey, he Chad, okay. I'm not going to crush, think... crush him because he played well, but he just didn't no, make he, the big he... plays. Do you think Shanahan would like the third quarter play calling back? I, I don't know. Like, I didn't even really notice they got away from McCaffrey until somebody brought it up. Like it, yeah. the way the game flow was going, they did rush it to him on the first one, and uh, and he got zero yards on it. So I don't know if the like coming out of halftime with the adjustments, maybe they. I didn't really see. I haven't had to watch the tape. Obviously, I always do. But the, like maybe they were had a different lineup, something better to stop the run. Maybe they had like. They're like anything to have options or the plays of if Purdy uh, sees something that's more con- conducive to the pass, then he can check out of that and, and, and go to a passing play. So it could have really been a scheme thing that got them away from him. Well, th- this is what Drew's talking about. Third quarter play calling for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they get the ball 13 and a half left after a two and out by Kansas City. Um, pass incomplete. Pass incomplete. Uh, Purdy scrambles to the left, punt. Next series, pass uh, to Jennings, and that was the minus eight behind the line of scrimmage. Then they passed it to McCaffrey, and another pass that goes incomplete, punt. One run to McCaffrey, zero yards, and then an incomplete pass, incomplete pass, punt. And it was (laughs) McCaffrey was the guy. And then they come out in the uh, fourth quarter, and you have McCaffrey run. And use check run and McCaffrey run and McCaffrey run and McCaffrey was like in that third. What are you doing? Yeah, with yeah. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, one touch for Christian McCaffrey in the third quarter. That's criminal. Yeah, so good in the so good in the game period. But that was yeah, that was the one where you wondered, right? 
Okay, coming up next. Sorry, coming up next. Drew and I will discuss the philosophy of Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers at the most crucial point of the game, the coin toss in overtime. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. (laughs) Jamie and I, Drew Remenda with you. Uh, Adam Seaborn is someone I follow on social media. He's up on insider stuff when it comes to broadcasting and television and radio. Uh, he is a sports media analyst is what he des- describes himself, a Canadian sports media analyst. And uh, he just tweeted out, Super Bowl delivered over 10 million viewers in Canada across TSN, CTV, and RDS, which will be the most ever on record uh, for the Super Bowl in Canada. Uh, the Usher halftime show is actually the peak of the Super Bowl audience at 12.6 million uh, viewers. First off, real quick, Usher, thumbs up, thumb meh, good, great. Well, I like. Yeah. I thought he was. I thought he was really good. I I don't know any Usher songs besides the one. And the I end was, was really the good. best part by far. Yeah. Little John was out there, and Ludacris was out there, and uh, they should have been out Keys. there the whole time. It yeah. would have been a hell of a yeah. party. Yeah, I was hoping for a rollerblade malfunction, songs. but that didn't that happen. Was, well, he almost, he almost, he almost did. <laughs> he almost did, but he he caught himself. Okay, Drew, Kyle Shanahan, yeah, coin toss. Yeah. Center yep. field overtime. He takes the ball. Should he have? Or sh- uh, Andy Reid said either if they would have won the toss, they were going to kick anyways. They were going to have yeah. the ball second. So, I I mean that's I, the one one argument I heard was, well, because then after San Francisco didn't score, like Kansas City knew they had to go down and score. Yeah, well, San Francisco knew they had to stop the score too. They knew they knew what the situation was as well. So you're just playing this. You're playing the same game, but 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 on defense. And Kyle Shanahan's explanation being, well, if we scored and then they scored, we get the ball in the sudden in the sudden death, and all we got to do is kick a field goal. I thought his logic was fine. I think it's a mountain out of a molehill. If they were able to score on on a touchdown, then we we'd still you know, be going. And the people didn't quite understand that what the rules were. I, I like I like the I like the second ball. I like taking the ball second. Because you you now are in a four down situation, you're you're going for it on fourth always, down. But if you take the ball first, you're not in a four. You're going to punt. You're going to kick a field goal and all that stuff, and leave it open for the other team to just go down and win. So I I would no, I would have. But your defense your defense is in the same situation though. It's not just an offense game. Your defense I knows know. that they've it's going to be a four down situation, and they're going to have to make the stop. It's simple as that. It's 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 a. You're saying, well, just the offense knew. Well, the defense knows too. They had to make a stop, and they weren't able to do it. So it's the same thing. I don't understand why everybody's thinking. No, you should have taken the ball. Take second. the ball second. No, you, okay, you, because right. that's what you do, Drew. That's what.